Welcome to Is Manifesting Bullshit podcast. I'm Cindy Wittemann and I'm your host. Have you ever wondered if manifesting is just a bunch of nonsense? Join me as I embark on a journey to uncover the truth behind this age-old question. In each episode, I'll dive deep into the world of manifestation, interviewing experts, skeptics, and individuals with real-life manifesting experiences. Together, we'll seek to separate fact from fiction and shed light on the mysteries of the mind's power. Tune in and discover whether manifesting is indeed a powerful tool or just a load of BS. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Is Manifesting Bullshit? Happy holidays. Yesterday was Thanksgiving, and we had a lot of food and fun with family, and I hope you did too. So on today's episode, we're just going to kind of chat. I do not have a guest or a co-host today, so I just thought I'd hop on and tell everybody happy holidays and also let you all know about the exciting news that our Is Manifesting Bullshit book, the paperback copy, released on November the 1st, and we are currently in a New York Times bestseller campaign, which is super exciting but it's a little daunting. So we have to sell 10,000 copies in just seven days to reach that. And although you all know we've already reached the bestseller status and we've also reached the international bestseller status, I'd really love to bring home this title for the girls. Uh, I think it's very deserving. My daughters put a ton of love and thought and personal information into this book. And I really am proud of how vulnerable they were. So if you'd like to get a copy, you can get that copy on any of your favorite online retailers, or you can go to my website at cfviews.com. Please do go and leave us a review after you get the book and read it. Those reviews really help. All of us who shop on Amazon always check out those reviews. And I'll be honest, sometimes I might actually go to a store and seek out a product, but then still go check Amazon and make sure the product is good in those reviews. So those reviews really help us. So please do try to leave us a review if you can. So I thought I'd kick off the show by taking some questions. So I had some individuals send in some questions. So I'm going to read those now and answer. So we have Monica Z from Wisconsin. And her question is, what inspired you to start writing? Well, this is actually kind of a funny story. And so I'll go kind of way back when I first I think somebody had said something like, man, Cindy, you've lived quite a life. You should write a book. And I thought, mm. so I kind of looked it up, saw that it was thousands of dollars to do and thought, well, I wouldn't know what to say anyways. So I kind of blew it off. Well, fast forward years later, I was approached by Jill, who was actually working on a book project for single parents. And she was writing a book called Shattering the Stigma of Single Motherhood. And so she was doing a collaboration of several women who have been through single motherhood, who have been successful and wanted to share their story. And so at first I said, absolutely not. I'm not, I'm no writer. I, there's no way I could do that. But I had made a commitment to myself back in September that I was just going to start saying yes. Uh, by now, all of you probably know I have this weird feeling of uh, fear of public speaking. I never knew that about myself. Um, I've always been a little bit awkward in strange settings where I don't know people. 
Um, but it didn't really like rear its ugly head until I started my nonprofit, Driving Single Parents, where we give away cars to single parents. And uh, as the founder and CEO of that business, of that nonprofit, I was kind of forced to do interviews and news um, interviews and podcasts and radio and all kinds of different interviews. And it drove me crazy. I just, I just felt so insecure and it just really bothered me. It caused me a lot of anxiety. So I hated doing it. So when I made this commitment to myself in September, I knew of 2022, I knew that I had to do that because if I was going to continue to grow the nonprofit, which has now been around for six and a half years, I was going to need to start doing some more speaking and really get the message out about who we are and what we do. So um, in speaking with Jill about doing this book collaboration and making that promise to myself just a little bit before that came to be, I decided, you know what? I do want to shatter the stigma of single motherhood. And I am passionate about that because I myself am a domestic violence survivor. And so it forced me into single parenthood, something I never wanted to be. I became kind of overnight. And um, that was a hard thing for me. So I really wanted to, you know, shatter that stigma of single parenthood and single motherhood to show that like, we don't all choose it. It's not a choice. You wake up in the morning and say, you know what I'd like to do today? I would love to be a single parent. Yeah, no, it was kind of forced upon me. And I know a lot of the individuals we help with the nonprofit driving single parents, they experience the same type of things. I mean, for example, the first car we gave away went to John Cano and John Cano was hit by a drunk driver and he lost his leg, his wife and his car in the accident. And so he became a single dad overnight with a whole lot of handicapped needs. And I could just go on and on about stories like that. So I wasn't necessarily inspired to answer Monica's question to write a book. It was kind of one of those things that I just had to do afraid. And so once I wrote that first chapter and that I only wrote 1500 words in that, that chapter, that's how much the max was that I was allowed to write in that book. And it was, it was kind of a bit of a struggle, but once I got through it and I saw, Hey, you know, this book became a bestseller and it became an international bestseller. Like, wow, I could do this. I kind of got that little bug. And then when I was approached to write the second book, again, I was not in any space to be writing another book, was not even considering it. And when that one came up, uh, it was called Overcoming Self-Sabotage. And I thought, man, I have been there so many times. It took so long for me to really come into my own and feel comfortable speaking and feel comfortable um, talking to people and, and being in the room with, you know, individuals that I felt I was that were way outclassing me. It took me so much time because I had so much self-sabotage. But it was none of it was even true. You know, I am a smart person. I am capable. And so once I came to realize that in writing that book and that one, I only wrote twenty five hundred words. And then once again, you know, after completing that and again, bestseller, international bestseller, uh, I was kind of thinking, you know, I would like to maybe do a solo book. And so I was kind of um, in the, the throes of that thinking through what maybe my next book project would be. Because at this point now I'm thinking, okay, I could do this. Well, it just so happened that my daughter, Kimberly, she's the second oldest daughter. As you all also probably know, I have six kiddos and three grandkids. And um, she says, hey, mom, what if, you know, we wrote a book together about manifesting? And I thought, oh, okay, that'd be fun. 
So then we talked to my other daughter, Caitlin, who's the oldest. And she was like, oh, yeah, I would do that. And so then I talked to She Rises Studios and they were like all on board to help us complete this book project. And so that's how I got into writing. Um, I don't really know that I was necessarily inspired to start writing, but it just kind of, you know, sometimes some of the best things just kind of land on your plate and you get the choice. You get to pick it up and take off running with it, or you can just, you know, push it to the side and keep going on your day to day. And in this particular case, because I made that commitment to myself, I just started saying yes. And that's how I ended up with three best-selling books. So I hope that answers your question, Monica. And if not, please do reach out to me via email. I'll be happy to clarify. So Veronica M. from Tennessee, her question is, I want to write a book, but feel like I am way out of my league. What advice would you give someone like me? Well, I felt way out of my league too. And I speak to a lot of writers and oftentimes they say kind of the same thing. They're like, oh, I really didn't know what to write. I really didn't know how to say it. I really didn't know how to connect with the audience, but they just start. And that's the whole thing is just start. And even if you're not ready to sign a book deal, even if you're not ready to like jump into a book project, I would say just start writing three minutes in the morning, three minutes at night. And when you first start, don't put pressure on yourself trying to say or think I need to formulate perfect sentences. I need to have this light bulb moment on paper. No, don't do that. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Just first thing in the morning, just start writing whatever it is you're thinking. Maybe remind yourself of a story of your, your childhood or a time you were inspired and just you know kind of write about that. And then that, that same night, you want to write again for three minutes. Because I really feel like when you write in the morning for those three minutes, it really can kind of jog your day and kind of throughout the day, you'll be thinking back to what you're writing in the morning and kind of maybe adding to it a little bit. Um, an awesome trick that I love to use is I have the notes in my iPhone and I will open it up and jot down a thought. And then slowly but surely by bedtime, you've already formulated all of these thoughts and you've had these little notes you've put down, and then you write again for three months right before bed and kind of merge that all together. And if you're not ready yet, just keep writing whatever. Don't put pressure on yourself. And then when you go to sleep, it's still in the forefront of your mind, and then you'll, your brain will start to put together the pieces to start adding to this book project that you're trying to create. So that's what I would say. I would do that every day. Make a commitment to yourself. Three minutes in the morning, three minutes at night, no pressure. Slowly but surely, when you put your pen to paper, you'll start to see that book project coming together. And I would love to chat with you more about it. So you can always send me an email at info at cfviews.com. And I'd be happy to chat with you more about that, maybe mentor you a little bit to kind of help you along the way. So then the next question comes from Jamisa D in Michigan. It says, why did you decide to make this book about manifesting? Well, like I mentioned a minute ago, my daughter, Kimberly, is the first one who brought the book up about manifesting, and that's really what she wanted to write about. And I have a story about manifesting, and, and that's kind of how the girls got started on their journey of manifesting. And so because I had that experience and they did as well, I thought, man, this book about manifesting could really uplift someone and maybe help them through their life like it helped us. So I thought it was a great idea. So that's how we got started with the manifesting part of this book. And, you know, on a personal note, being a single mom, like I mentioned earlier, and, and really working hard to get myself through some of the toughest times, 
I mean, I was working two jobs for myself through college, trying to shuffle the girls to and from babysitters, daycares, just really trying to get everybody where they need to go, get through the day. Also, I would sell plasma to try to add to my bank account so we could either pay for groceries or pay for whatever we need, or maybe, you know, I would take them sometimes, like I've mentioned on a previous episode, to just grab an appetizer or maybe a dessert at a restaurant. So that's how I got though that the money I needed to be able to do those little extra things. And uh, that wasn't a fun time for me. But once I really started to understand how to actually use manifesting to your benefit, that's where all the light bulbs started coming on with the gratitude mixed with the positive thinking mixed with, you know, the glasses always half full. And my brain just immediately just started shifting to all the good. And so now it's actually sometimes a little bit difficult for me to see the bad. I do see the bad and I do see the negative, but I always find a way to work with it because I believe fear is going to be there no matter what. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be good days. There's always going to be something, but you either you, you either grow or you learn. There's really not a, a win or lose. I love what Hannah Olivas always says is it's not win or lose, it's win or learn. And I feel like that's been a lot of my life. And I feel like manifesting is kind of the same thing. When I'm not winning, when things are going wrong, I'm always looking for the lesson. I'm always looking for, okay, all right, I'm about to level up. How how can I use this as power instead of use it as a weight to hold me down? So that's how that all got started. And I just, I love the book. I love the way it came out. And I also, I love the title because when I first heard about manifesting, I literally was like, oh my gosh, that is a load of crap. I can't believe anybody believes that. And so the title of this book is Manifesting Bullshit. And the title of this podcast is Manifesting Bullshit. I think really just answers the question, you know, it's such a big question. And I think that my own personal experiences, along with other people I know and my daughters really can show that if applied correctly, manifesting really can work. So I hope that answers your question, Jamisa. Please do feel free to reach out if you have another question or you need more clarification. So the next one comes from Alicia P. from Vermont. Did you know that Kimberly and Caitlin were going to write about sexual abuse when you started this book? No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. Uh, in fact, I was quite surprised myself. So one of the things when I started this book project with the girls was I wanted them to write their own independent chapters. And so they did their chapters and I did mine and we were completely separate. Uh, I know that Caitlin and Kimberly did uh, collaborate a little bit on their chapters and um, they did ask me like, hey, mom, can I can you help me reword this sentence? Little things, just real little things. But I hadn't seen the whole book come together until September the 30th just like 10 days before the book released as an ebook on October 10th. And so I myself was pretty taken aback when I read it. Um, there was a mixture of, wow, I had no idea I was going to say this, and also pride because being a domestic violence survivor myself, it took me years to really talk about that. I felt I felt kind of ashamed. I felt kind of like a failure, kind of like I, I – I failed my daughters. And so it took me a while to really share that part of me. And for my daughters to be so young and to just come out the gate, their very first book 
and talk about the trials and tribulations and the hard times and to really try to share that message that no matter what happened in your past, it doesn't define you. You can use, you know, everything that you've been through hard to help someone else. And I just was super proud of them for that. And um, I, I think it was a, it was a healing process for them. I know in speaking with them and then also my own journey, sometimes sharing that hard stuff, sharing that bad part can really help somebody else see that we're all human. I think so many times in my life, I've seen someone on TV or seen someone um, writing a book or someone I looked up to and thinking that they were so much better than me and they they got dealt a better hand than I did. And, you know, they were lucky that they were blessed and I was kind of, you know, left out. I, I wasn't there. And it took me years to realize no, we're all the same. You know, we all have our struggles. We all have the good days. We all have the bad days and we all find a way to get through it. And if you can get through it and continue pushing forward and leveling up by doing it afraid, you can really move mountains in your life and you can really shape how your future is going to be and how you see you. Because that I think is one of the biggest things is to be good with you because you are the person you're going to talk to the most in your life. So it's really important for you to love you and be happy with you and who you are. And I know that's cliche and I know people say that all the time, but it is so true. So I say for those of you out there who would like to write a book, do it afraid, do it afraid. Start writing today, three minutes in the morning, three minutes before bed. You can certainly make it happen and if you need help with any of that or anybody out there has additional questions they want to ask me uh, or Caitlin or Kimberly, please do send me an email at info at cfviews.com. I would be happy to help you with anything that you need help with. I would love to uh, share more of my story and I'd love to help you along your path. So please do reach out. And if anybody out there once again wants to help us with that bestseller campaign for the New York Times please go get your book at your favorite retailer. We have available at most places that sell books, including Target, Walmart, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon. So please do go out, grab that copy. You can also get it on my website at cfviews.com. And if you would like a signed copy, I would love to help you with that. So send me those emails, info at cfviews.com. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving and happy shopping this Black Friday weekend. Thank you all so much for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>